of the living geek. Moshi Moshi, welcome to episode number 31 of Super Segoy Cast. I'm Alex. And I'm Justin. This week we're going to finish up our look at Death Note, episodes number 7 through 12 out of 37. But I want to watch all 37, so it's going to happen, and this time I'm probably going to legitimately write a blog about oh. these episodes. Oh, snap. I know. I don't write blogs often, but this, this is show serious. is so good, I'm going to probably <laughs> write a blog for everybody. We haven't actually written a blog in a while, because we haven't finished up any of the shows. <laughs> no, I mean, technically. There's a lot of them that have just been going on that we haven't yeah. finished, so we haven't been able to write a blog about them. But they're also good, but we watch so much anime that it's hard to finish yeah yeah it really is so you can find the show on hulu and anime planet the plot follows light yagami a high school student who discovers a notebook that was dropped by a shinigami named ryuk that grants its user the ability to kill anyone whose name and face he knows light attempts to secretly create a world that's cleansed of evil using the notebook but a detective known as l tries to stop him so just based on that plot alone it still surprises me that there's people out there who were like wanting to stop him even though he's only focused on killing criminals. Yeah, I get it. It's against the law. But don't we already just kill criminals who go above and beyond normalcy? Like there is no. something called like the death sentence. Yeah, the death penalty is only in a ver- like a handful of states now. Well, now. But Most I mean, of like, them don't have that. I don't think they've given us a year when this actually takes place. Maybe it's in older Japan. I don't think which so. was meeting standards of like the United States and the death penalty, which was like what forever in all states. It doesn't seem like that though. It seems like a very modern show. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I get it, I, and I'm not saying I agree with him trying to be God, but at the well, same time, he's not necessarily going after innocence. Is he not though? He went after the guy and the news reporter technically just he because. Him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, see, the the thing is, it's all about morality, and it comes to a point where what makes a person justifiably available to die true because then you know what crime makes it too much yeah what makes him what really makes them a criminal and then are they guilty until proven innocent do they even get a trial how do they know that these aren't wrongfully convicted people i don't have like the the full thought or the full story but i remember seeing an article about japan's law system being kind of messed up yeah i saw that article too you know what we should watch that video because there was a video in the link. It was a short documentary. We should check it out and then, like, come back to it. Yeah, I definitely think we should watch it. And yeah, then we'll that would definitely fit talk right in, it. actually. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, it's a good, like, follow-up segment for uh, the show. So we left off with Light meeting the fiancé of the FBI agent who he killed, who is dangerously close to the truth about her fiancé's murder. After what I thought was a pretty tense scene, yeah, um, for sure. he ends up smooth-talking his way to getting her real name because she'd given him an alias and then forces her to commit suicide. He's so smart about how so he gets smart, through all this. Ridiculous. I know, I don't understand. Like, I mean, it's amazing though because how did he come he came to all of these conclusions in the first place and then he has to figure out and formulate a plan to try to get all of this to happen the way he wants it to mm-hmm. happen in a way that he won't necessarily get caught. Right? Although it's like he's so smart. Yeah, but I mean, he's not smart enough because he, every time he still makes things come back to him. Like, yeah, it's he's not covering up his tracks well enough. I feel like I he could think, be doing it a lot better. Of course, but even the best serial killers have a mistake. Yeah, but most of like, them are because they eventually want to get caught. They're tired of the game mm-hmm. or whatever. 
him he's just thinking he's just getting cocky That's well he what started I think off wrong in the first place by just having everyone die of heart attacks like there yeah. was no variants which gave them common cause to think like this is there's something specific... weird going on mm-hmm. yeah well Elle eventually finds out about this fiance's suicide and because she worked on a case with him in the past so light then falls under suspicion of being kuda again kind of because technically he was half under suspicion in the first place yeah Yeah. so l decides to install a bunch of surveillance cameras in the houses of the last couple of people and one Mm -hmm. of them is light's house and ryuk ends up helping light find all of the cameras there was like 37 of them just in his bedroom which is like ridiculous and he does it all for apples so at this point l's plan basically is falling apart because because he's too smart He's got Ryuk on his side, and he's helping him tell him, oh, okay, this is what's happening, blah, 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 so he can yeah. figure out what Which to do. Which is so crazy about it. So he knows all these cameras, and he pretty much figures based on, like, what's going on that every angle is covered. But he knows he had to, um, like, set up deaths to still happen. Yeah. And fortunately, right before all the cameras got put in there, he would put in, like, months worth of work into the notebook, and Ryuk was like, hey, why are you doing that? He's like, just... Just in case case. something happens where I'm further investigated or whatever. And of course it works out. But he also ended up doing it with like such creativity. He put a little mini TV in like a bag of chips that he acted like he opened up brand new when he got to his room. And he hid with something in there where the camera couldn't see it. And he ended up still killing someone based on that. So like Elle was like, well, it can't be him because something happened. He had no TV, no internet, no nothing on. So like that's what really kind of, I guess, got him cleared. He played it so smart. For now. For now. But Elle's still like, I don't, I don't trust really him. Really suspicious, yeah. Because yeah. he's got what that that five percent. He's like he thinks he's he's five percent capable of being Kira. Yep. So with this five percent, Elle then enrolls in the same college as Light in order to stay close and hope that Light does something stupid and either confirms that he is Kira mm-hmm. in some way that he's not realizing. Exactly. And this is where it gets really interesting because both of them are like really smart. They both are like the first two people to just ace the entrance exam. The thing is, L tells Kira that he's L. It's like he's playing with him and Light's confused. So Light's like, is this guy really L? Is this guy just messing with us, with me? Like what's yeah. going on? It, and he has to figure out how to react to yeah, each of these things. He can't because... show anything to it. Right. Because they're playing a game of mental chess with each other. Which basically. is insane. It's yeah. so good. Then L decides to invite Kira or Light, Light yeah, yeah, to the investigation and the task force because he could use the extra intellect and the extra smarts just in case that he's not yeah like he ends up like doing different little tests to find out if light could be or if light's even good enough to help out like he gives him a bunch of like deduction theories and things like that for him to work out and the way he works it out it's like his percentage of potentially being kira doesn't go away but at the same time, Elle's like, I could really use this knowledge. Yeah. So I'm still suspicious of you, but how would you handle these things? And it gets so crazy, he has Light write a letter as Kira to put on TV. It looks like he ends up being like a mirror image of yeah. Elle in a way. You know what I mean? Like they're just two halves of the same coin, you could say. Which makes this so interesting. Well, then things get a little switched up because a copycat Kira emerges and Light is pretty much assuming that this new Kira has the Shinigami eyes mm-hmm. because they don't need to see, they don't need to know anybody's name. They just kind of like a person walks by and all of a sudden that person's dead. Yeah. And it's like, huh, 
you know, a bunch of the people end up dying at the same time because they're trying to enter a building. Yeah. And they're all end up dying. So he's like, yeah, it has to be the Shinigami eyes. Something. And L concludes that this isn't the original Kira because of the way these people are dying. Mm -hmm. And it's like super sloppy. They're not criminals. They're just, you know what Anybody. I mean? Anybody. Yeah. It's pretty bad. And, like, the thing is, Light's like, oh, man, I got to figure out who this person is and stop them quick because they're going to ruin this for me. And right. And they're going to they're obviously not, like, just tarnish his name but potentially give him up because the person did all this by, like, sending tapes to a news station who's broadcasting everything the second Kyoto wanted to say. And it was giving away key secrets about the Shinigami. And I think in the second message it mentions, like, oh, I bet yeah. you don't have the eyes. Right. And Light's like, crap. I can't let this get out. I need to stop this now. And it gets really, really intense. So then the copycat announces that they want to meet the original Kira. Mm -hmm. And Light has to kind of figure out what he wants to do, how he can react, how he can figure out how to meet this person and potentially get rid of them. Yep. And then the investigation team has to try to think of a plan at the same time. So it's like this weird triangle of cat and mouse and who can catch who first. I think this road is going down it's going down a very interesting road i should say yeah i'm really excited to see how he's gonna work out catching this second kira without giving himself away as being the main kira because you gotta figure he's got another tale that he doesn't know about by right by l or something yeah because like l's obviously five percent suspicious of him so he's not gonna leave that alone i i have to watch more because i need to know how this turns out yeah i can definitely see why the show got so much acclaim mm -hmm. because it's not your average anime you know it's what i really mean not. yeah like it's really good if you don't like anime or if you want a friend to get into anime get them to watch death note because yeah. that i think that they'll enjoy it it's all about wits it's so crazy mm -hmm. and, it, and it really does encompass like everything about anime it's got really great story great animation it even throws in some like otherworldly type things in there which is what a lot of anime has just because it can but it like it follows along like real world real world like stuff yeah and it's, it's got some goofy humor but it it's does. not full of goofy humor mm. the humor d definitely doesn't outweigh or not fit in with yeah, the show exactly so the whole thing's just really well put together i've heard and knew somewhat a lot about this anime but like finally being able to watch it it's understandable why people were so hyped up on it when it came out all those yeah. years ago. I'm actually really sad that we only had to watch 12 episodes, to mm -hmm. be honest. Like, I mean, we'll watch the rest of them, obviously, but, exactly. you know, like, I feel I feel like this wasn't enough. <laughs> no, right? There's just so much more left to learn and see how this turns out. And I'm glad it's only, like, 36 episodes because that's how, like, a lot of detective shows should be. Yeah. It should be something that can continue from season to season to season. Like, having a deadline is really nice. Yeah, I agree. So I look forward to seeing how it ends because I know it's going to end. I guess we both concluded that we're not going to stop watching this show. Yeah, for and sure. And that we both really, really like it. So everybody needs to find this, write it, or watch it and write, write us it. about it. Yeah, write <laughs> us about it. When I was doing research, I found out that um, some crazy stuff happened after the series came out, so they kind of gathered a, a cult following in a way. When the series debuted outside of Japan, there were some copycat crimes, including a 2007 murder in Belgium where notes were found on the scene saying, I am Kira, as well as at least a dozen juvenile arrests and suspensions for possessing death notes that held other students' names and staff names, as well as detailed plans on their deaths including at least one serious assault on the entire campus. That's, That's crazy. Yeah. Like, people really took this and ran. Like, the show was so popular, it got all the way around the world, and it inspired people to do some crazy stuff. 
And that's what we were saying in the first part of this when mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, stupid kids, they'd like write their friends' names in it and stuff like that if they yeah. ever found one. Yeah. And like, then look what they did. Like, I get it as like a, a release in a sense. Like, you're just going to write someone's name down in a fake notebook knowing nothing's going to happen. But right. these people obviously took it to Way a too whole far. other level. Yeah. Yeah. There's even been several attempts to ban the manga in various places, such as certain states in the U.S., like New Mexico, and then other countries like China, Taiwan, and Russia. Because they were afraid that something was going to happen. Well, it seems like they had the right to fear something would happen. Right? Things already were happening. I know. Like, I remember seeing a photo circulating a long time ago about um, some fan went to a Justin Bieber signing and they had him autograph a death note. Like, ha ha. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's like, can you imagine if that was real? And all of a sudden he just dies there on the spot. It would have been like, you know, like, yeah, it was kind of funny because it's like, oh, ha, everybody hates him. But it was like, you know what I mean? Do you really, though? Like, (laughs) hopefully nothing else comes out of this. I mean, imagine it's not. It's on Hulu. Hulu's really popular. Yeah, it's been out for a while. I'm sure nothing else crazy is going to happen. We hope. Yeah. (laughs) The hype has faded away. (laughs) Yeah. To completely take a left turn on the types of animes we decided to watch. Right. Um, we, <laughs> I went into this anime thinking it was going to be something completely different than what it really ended up being. Me too. So we hadn't watched a sports anime in a while. So we were like, oh, well, let's try this one. It's called Bakuon with two exclamation points. Oh, man. So, whoa, serious business here. You can find it on Crunchyroll if you're interested. The plot itself follows Hane Sakura, who joins her school's motorcycle club after seeing another student ride her bike to school, and then she gets a motorcycle license. So Hane buys her own bike, and she makes friends with other classmate motorcycle riders, basically. It's just a just a high school show. Yeah. You know? So in the first episode, Hane's tired of riding her bike to school. Her bicycle, bicycle. Her bicycle, yeah, like pedals and everything, I which is like kind of funny. I like to fun. ride my bicycle. No. No? It's not the time for that. Okay. Next time. Next time. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if this show just has any kind of thing to do with uh, Yomushi Pedal, but <laughs> at the same time as she's riding her bike, this guy on a road racer passes her that looks exactly like the captain right. from that anime. Like yeah. anything and everything about it, except for the fact that he's not the same school uniform. Yeah. Same body build, same kind of bike, same glasses, same everything. It was just like... It was just a fun little Easter gotta egg. Be. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I think we've seen him twice. Have we? Yeah. Oh, I, I only noticed him the one time. They drive by on their motorcycles and they like blow oh, him away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So, um, <laughs> anyway, so after this point, she's kind of walking her bike and a classmate passes her on her motorcycle and like flies up this hill that Hane is like, oh man, I got to walk up this thing. And so after she kind of gets the determination to keep up, she like pulls up to her school doing like motorcycle sounds the whole time she's yeah. pedaling there. It's pretty funny. And so <laughs> this girl's like, oh, are you interested? And brings her to the club. And so we find ourselves with a second character named Onsa. Which is an interesting name. It is. So Onsa then convinces Hane to join the club because they were, she wasn't sure at first. And she's like, well, if you like bikes, you know, you can actually be in this club with me because I want to get more members and stuff. And the club ends up being run by this girl who never takes off her helmet. And her name's Raimu. She wears a sailor uniform, just like the rest of the girls in the school. Mm -hmm. But she just, she's always wearing a helmet. And we don't ever see her in classes. No. We just always see her in this garage. So Hane goes to a motorcycle school to get her license, you know, because there's several ways you can do it. It's weird, though, because she connects with her training bike, and it, like, talks to her throughout the whole time she's training. Yeah, and that's kind of where I thought the anime was going to go. Yeah, I thought like it a, was going to be... What, Kirby? Is that what it is? Kirby. The, the bug that, like, races, and, like, it can talk and has interactions with... 
Oh, the driver. Ker- Herbie. 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 Is it Herbie? The, yeah, Herbie the love bug. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to be something like that. No. <laughs> that's where I thought this was going. Yeah. See, that's kind of what I thought. I thought it was just going to be a fun connection with a girl on her bike in mm-hmm. this motorcycle club. Yeah. I don't know, doing stuff, I guess. I thought it was going to be, like, racing. I thought we were going to get into, like, actual motorcycle yeah. races. Well, that's what I thought, too. I mean, it could still go that way. Yeah, we'll see. But I don't know. But anyway... So, yeah, so she starts hearing her bike's voice and, you know, it t- helps her get through the course and blah, blah, blah. And she meets this new friend named Rin and um, another girl named Hijiri and her butler, who, because she's, like, super rich and stuff. And, and she's all about, like, being bad. She always goes, oh, what are you delinquents up to today? Yeah, like, are we going to do, do something, something naughty? She, huh? like, convinces them at one point to do, like, a chicken race. Yeah. Like, over this, like, short span, the first one to stop obviously loses and things of that nature because Rin and Onsa always get into, like, heated battles. Right, about but, their bikes because yeah. they all ride different bikes. They, and they all have their different Hondas fields and, and Suzuki's yeah. yeah. Thing is, Ren will never join the club because she doesn't want to, yet she always hangs out with them. It's kind She's of funny. got like this weird pride thing about yeah. joining the club for some reason. Anyway, they end up finding out that the club isn't even a real club. It hasn't been a real club for like 20 years. Yeah. And then they're like, well, wait, what? So Raimu just ends up hanging out there by herself with her bike. And it's just kind of weird because it's like, wait, so who are you? Yeah, like, <laughs> who is this person? Yeah. And then Raimu ends up talking to the the principal of the school, and we find out that The girl Raimu, Raimu is the senpai of the principal well, yeah, from but, back in the day. So then it's like, how old, old is this are thing? you? Yeah. Why are you still in the school? Why are you wearing a uniform? Because she can't take it off because her helmet's permanently stuck on her brain. What? You don't need to take off your shirt by pulling it over your head? Helmet? Face? Helmet head thing? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, though... So, yeah, she was in the club originally really 20 years time. ago. Yeah. So it was like, what's going on here? And they never really talk about it. They're nope. just like, yeah, well, okay. Whatever. So, anyway, they end up making it a club again. Mm-hmm. And um, they all take this group drive down to Hokkaido, or up to Hokkaido, I should say. And it's a couple of days long, and there's a couple of episodes about it. And they get to the very top, and they meet the principal, who's upset over breaking up with her 13th boyfriend or something. Yeah. So they all go to, like, this hotel that they're planning on staying at when they get there. And they invite the principal to come join them because why not? She's there and she's upset. So they're trying to think of ways to, like, cure her up. And this is where things get really weird. The principal starts, like... It took a weird turn out of nowhere. Yeah, like, an extreme left on an extreme left. She's, like, drinking. And all of a sudden, she brings Hane close to her. And, like, Hane smells the beer. And, like, because of that, she, like, passes out. Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm going to get drunk. Oh, she's got a really cute butt let's see what it looks like and like starts trying to take off her pants yeah and starts all the trying girls to are, lift like, up to her shirt her and stuff like, and she ends up like attacking all the girls and she yeah. takes off like two of the girls tops and then she takes off one of the girls bottoms and like right she's still trying to mess with like hane it's like what in the heck is going on right all this time raimu's out on the like on the phone listening to a voicemail from the principal telling her that she needs to protect these girls so it's like what, what? In the heck is going on yeah and then after that they, it takes another random turn and ends that episode with the girls back in the club and mm. they're, you know, oh, we're going to wash our bikes because it's, you know, we've had, we came back from a long drive and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so they're all out in their bikinis and stuff, which is fine because that's normal. But then they start having like a very, cleaning battle. Yeah. They, they, uh, they get very provocative with the way that they wash their bikes they, uh, and uh, they yeah. wash the bikes with their bodies yeah. and uh, they have like a body wash fight yeah. off kind of thing and it's like what is that ha- what where did this go it's so weird yeah it so went from weird. being this like okay kind cutesy, of a cutesy like, thing bite. yeah into a very etchy like 
uh when <laughs> yeah really though like very suggestive with all of this stuff all out of nowhere and, and it's like it's one of those things where why? it would have been fine had it been like that the whole way like mm-hmm. with food wars yeah but you can't just like be halfway one way and then all of a sudden you know four episodes in just go boom and change it's like it really why it doesn't make any sense yeah no so anyway we finished up with the last episode uh the girls are trying to plan for the school's cultural festival and they decide on doing a race and they're all trying to find out how they should mod their bikes to kind of get ready for it. Like, yeah. whether or not it's, like, creativity mods or actual bot mods that help their bike Because they want succeed. it to be interesting for the people who are going to be watching and try to get some funds raised and stuff and like try that. try to bring more people to the club. Because yeah. the school, I guess, is unique in terms of the fact that it allows its students to ride motorcycles to school versus others. So, Onsa, whose family ends up owning a bike shop, she borrows this modded Yamaha from her dad. And she finds out that it may actually win her the race mm-hmm. because at first she was thinking it was just a piece of trash that nobody wanted and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But then, you know, it turns out that it's this amazing, you it's know, a different, sleeper. It's, it's a two-stroke uh, motorcycle and she finds out that, like, it really doesn't get kicked into, like, Until 7,000 RPMs. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. Like, once you hit 7,000, all of a sudden it's got, like, this newfound, like, burst. Right. So she thinks she might win. But we won't know because we didn't get to see the festival that'll be on the next six episodes right so really not a whole lot happened in the series and i'm kind of disappointed no. you know i it's, thought it was going to be more like slice of life like kaon like kind of something know? but it's not it's it's very focused on bikes and bike knowledge and then bickering about whose bike's better and why yeah no one really races and all right well then they went to hokkaido and we're like oh well, maybe it'll be like a t- cool touring japan motorcycle thing to do yeah which would be fun but it's not no. and it's not about racing and it's even not though, etchy even though it is an occasion you know but at one point it does show um Raimu Senpai, like, actually in a race. Yeah, because apparently she does that. Yeah, and she rides, I think, a 650 Ninja. So, like, she's got one of the bigger bikes. And I found out. I didn't know this. Is it a 650? I imagine I thought she had an R1 or something. Oh, no, it is. It is bigger than that. It's like 1100cc, so you're right. It's like a ZXR, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Um, The thing is, I guess Japan actually clarifies their bikes based on size versus, like, here in the U.S. Yeah, it classifies. So there's, like, small, standard, and then large large being like the zxr and then like 400 is medium and then like small is like the 200 300 yeah Yeah. so it's like i didn't know they do that and you have to like test for each individual class right which is kind of neat you know yeah i kind of wish they would have focused more on On that that. aspect because it's kind of like oh i didn't know that learn some stuff right (laughs) Um, there's also some weird product placement yeah like from episode one on it was yeah, in the garage slash club room, there are boxes up on the shelves from Amazon.com.japan. Yeah. So it's like, huh. And there's Weird. a ton of them, too. Almost every episode. Yeah, and it's not the faked product, product placement where it's like, you know, instead of being Amazon, it's Amazon or something. No, it's their yeah. actual Amazon boxes. boxes. Exactly. So it's like, do they have some sort of connection? Probably. There's, there's probably just some extra advertisement to help pay for the show's funding. But who knows? It was weird. We noticed it because we work at Amazon. Yeah, we were, were like, like really Amazon boxes. Out. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> um, I will say the art for the overall show is pretty good, and the way they really detail it to motorcycles is yeah, fantastic. It, it is. I completely agree. I love that part of it. So, like, uh, even though the rest of the show is kind of like meh, I like watching the animation on the bikes, mm-hmm. and when even just when the bikes are just sitting there, it's like, wow, that's a really nice looking bike, you know, because they is. look like the legitimate bikes in the real world. And you no, know, what's really cool too is during like the mid episode commercial that they show you 
they show like one of the girls next to a different type of bike and yeah. it shows what kind of bike it is and, and they're like, like so. racing models yeah. so they're you know in like their cool little outfits or whatever next to the different bikes mm-hmm. so it's it's pretty neat you know yeah. and they show a different one every time too like we've gotten a scooter and then we've gotten like the uh, cbr 500 mm-hmm. like it's, it's pretty cool they're all japanese uh motorcycle brands though well most so, ja- most motorcycles are a japanese brand there no that's not true there are american motorcycle brands well, yeah duh, and there's like german ones and whatever right. but i'm saying just the majority of ones that a lot of people know end up being japanese well regardless though i'm just saying because each of the girls has an affinity for a certain japanese brand mm-hmm. so it's kind of going along those lines yeah. which is fine like i'm not complaining i'm just saying yeah for once this isn't a shonen jump anime or manga it's not Amazing. That's amazing. I know. For the ones, it's something we found that's different. This manga actually started off in Young Champion Retsu magazine in 2011, and it's still ongoing. There's, um, I believe, eight collected novel editions. I think for so. All of them. What I read too. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. I didn't think it had been going on for that long. You know. It surprises me that it is. That, that's what I'm saying. So either this is going to drastically change and maybe they are going to find that it's going to be more racing oriented later on and it's not just a club anymore or who knows. Right. I can't see it going on the way it is right now. No, I don't either. But then again, that's just because I think it hasn't found its feet yet. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I can't give a full opinion. feeling review and opinion on it yet. Yeah. All I know is if this was the end, I wouldn't keep watching it. No, I wouldn't either. Like it has no clear defined yeah, direction. It wasn't like Yoamushi Pedal, where yeah. it was like from the beginning, you saw where it was going to go. And, and how it went. Yeah, yeah, and the style and, you know, everything that it was supposed to be. This is just kind of all over the place, and they yeah. haven't figured it out yet. Kind of like Taboo Tattoo. Which is still really a weird show. Yeah. I'm glad they don't have any more than 12 episodes. <laughs> On a slightly better note, or at least I'm hoping so... Uh, Studio Ghibli has a TV series, I guess, that's been running in Japan for a little while. I didn't know about that. But it's going to be coming to Amazon. In November. So we don't have to wait very long for that. No, it's what, like 15 days? Yeah, something like that. (laughs) It's pretty quick. Amazon's going to start streaming it. It's called Ronya, the Robber's Daughter. There's a J because it's like Scandinavian. So it's it's not Ronja or Ronja. Um, It's technically a kid's TV series. It was directed by Hayao Miyazaki's son, Goro. The only thing that I have ever seen Goro do was Tales from Earthsea with Studio Ghibli, and I didn't like it. Didn't see it. So I don't know what to expect, but I mean, the show's been going on for a while, so I suspect that his skills have gotten better. Mm-hmm. I hope so. But like and, Tales from Earthsea was really slow, and it didn't really feel like it had a clear direction either well that's also probably because he came up with it maybe or it was like helped developed by him and his dad but this is hopefully going to be different because this series is an adaptation of a book by swedish author astrid lindgren oh it's swedish i was close i said scandinavian actually scandinavian is that also that's the area right of sweden and norway and stuff i would have to pull up my maps I don't know off the top of my head. Well, Scandinavia is not a country. It's, it's like an area. It's lower. I thought it was more towards, like, Germany. Looking at the art and the photos that I've seen, it you can tell it's CG animation right off the bat. But it looks like it's also on a painted background. So I don't know how well that's going to mesh together. I would imagine it might be a little bit better than just full CG. Because sometimes full CG looks a little too clean, I guess. Or I don't know. You can tell that there's something different about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So maybe this will look a little bit better. But I won't know Maybe. until we actually see it. Yeah, and I'm intrigued on how the show is going to be. Like, are they going to give us with, like, English subs, or is it only going to be dubbed? And the I reason why it's... I assume it's going to be dubbed is because they're going to have a narrator. You say it, it's Gillian Anderson, right? 
Jillian. Is it Jillian, which is with a G. So Jillian Anderson. And for those of you who I'm sure recognize that name, she's the actress from X-Files. And she also voiced one of the wolves in Princess Mononoke, which was another Studio Ghibli film. Really? In English? Mm-hmm. Wow. So like I said, I hope it's going to be subbed, but based on what I'm seeing right now, it looks like it's probably going to be in English. And that dubbed. wouldn't surprise me now that you mention it, because most of the Studio Ghibli films that come out are in English. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can have the option of watching them in Japanese, but it's one of the few series that do come out with good English voices Usually, and voice yeah. actors and stuff like that. So I'm sure it is going to be in English, especially if it's going to be on Amazon, Amazon. for children. Yeah. Children aren't going to watch a subtitled show. That's true. Yeah. There's going to be 20-something episodes, and it's a series is going to be available in the U.S., U.K., Germany, Australia, and then, like we already mentioned, it's been in Japan for a while now. Yeah, that's a lot. That's there, a pretty yeah. good expansion for that. It's a big that. release. Yeah. But I'm excited for it. I think it'll be cool. Even if it's just like to test it out, you know, and be like, oh, I don't know. Because yeah. we also don't know how childish it's going to be. You, well, sometimes like you have movies from DreamWorks that are supposed to be childish, like Kung Fu Panda, but They're not. I really enjoyed that movie. That's true. Same with like Pixar. Pixar does a really good job at making children's movies, but enjoyable for adults at the same time. Right. We'll, we'll see when we watch it. Kind of getting off the animation train. Uh, choo choo. You had found a new robot that's coming out. Oh, I did. It's so cool. It's called Kirobo, and um, it's another kind of like AI type robot that's supposed to be like a buddy for you to travel with. Yeah, it's from Toyota, and it's really tiny. He fits in your car's cup holder. He's only four inches tall. They're planning to sell him in Japan at different Toyota dealerships for about $390 next year in 2017. In yen, that's about almost 40,000 yen. A cool fact. They're making this smaller one for us, but they had had a larger model that they It's going to be smaller than four inches? No, no, no. The four inches model is the one that's going to be sold, but they oh. sent a larger model of him to the International Space Station where he orbited there for 18 months as the first humanoid in space. Wow. Yeah. What was his... What, why, though? Was why he not? just, like, being friends with the people up Probably. there? Probably. That's cool. Right? Yeah. I bet they get lonely up there. Kirobo the is... The final ki- frontier. Except it's not. It is. they just go in circles. It's still the final frontier. We haven't explored all of it, like the sea, uh, the deep sea. No, this is not Star Trek. Put it away. Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> Kirobo is capable of responding to human emotions while engaging in conversation and moving its hands and head. In um, other words, it's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> and I would love to drive with this thing. It communicates. You want to drive it? I want to drive with it. Oh, you want? Okay. Kirobo is a communication partner developed for companionship. So if the driver isn't driving safe and they hit their brakes, it'll shout, oops. Or if you're starting to feel sleepy or like it'll help try to conversate and keep you awake. And if you arrive home from a long journey, it gives you praise like, hey, great job getting us home safe and sound. See, I'm cool with that. As long as he talks back more often than that. Consistently, yeah. Like, can I just be like, hey, Kirobo, what's up? (laughs) You know what I mean? Have conversation Sing me a song. Let's sing let's sing this song together. You know I'm what I mean? I'm sure it's probably going to. I hope so. That'd be really cool. And it's so it's super cheap compared to all the other robots we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. All the other ones are, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Like, yes, this is also $390, but that's less than an iPhone. Yeah. So, but the thing is, it's limited to only Japan, which is weird for now. You think they'll actually going to release it elsewhere? Like no. It seems like all these AI robots that are being created in Japan are only for Japan. Yeah. Like Danny Cheese products. Yeah. Like, but with his, you can you can get them sent to you, though. You can, but the it's probably problem, only in Japanese. 
Well, yeah, but that's what I was going to say. The problem with Kirobo is if you got him, he would only be in Japanese. And if he works on like a GPS kind of system, mm-hmm. it wouldn't work with over here because he's only going to have maps in Japan. Which is why they really need to update it and have it be sold worldwide. Yeah. Maybe just maybe they're still testing it out and they're only going to... Why test it in a bunch of other languages with a bunch of other maps and things of that nature when they're not 100% sure if it's going to work out? That and it seems like people over here are a lot less open to robots. Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're like, well, in Japan, everybody's going to buy that thing up. But the U.S.? Eh, huh. I don't know. You know? Well, either way, it seems like we might get them here in the future because Toyota has also pledged $1 billion in investments over five years to a leading AI and robotics institute that re- that is researching things such as, uh, how do you even say that? Autonomous. Autonomous. Nomonus? Not nom nomus? Why can't I say that? Autonomous. 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 That doesn't look like autonomous. Autonomous. That doesn't look like autonomous. No, autonomous. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it's autonomous. Toyota has pledged one billion in investments over five years to a leading AI and robotics institute that's researching things such as autonomous driving. Oh my god, you did it. <laughs> I think they should just get with Google because Google's already doing it. They Same probably, with Tesla. I'm sure they are. They're probably all kind of working, not together, but together in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, you're going to lend $5 billion to, I guess, a company just out in Japan, which is all fine and dandy, but it's like, why are they not all working with Google and Tesla? And I'm sure Apple's going to be doing some form of AI, yeah. whatever. Other bigger well, tech companies that are already doing it and succeeding at it. Yeah. And then we also have that company that's coming out with that motorcycle. What was that? Yamaha? Was gonna, yeah, Kawasaki? Uh, no, that well, yeah, that's uh, Kawasaki. It was but Kawasaki. I actually saw something. I didn't believe The BMW? It. The oh. one that like gives you like the visual mask so you don't have to wear yeah. helmets anymore. Yeah. I thought that article was... Fake? Bull. Like, I, I, I won't believe it until like, I actually see it. It's only For a concept car. Yeah, what we're talking about, it's a concept motorcycle that kind of looks like from Tron, but you don't have to wear a helmet, and you get like a giant visor, like Google Glass. Yeah, and it, it looks like Google Glass. It can't roll over. It won't fall over. It's supposed to be like the super stable bike. It self-balances. Yeah. And then it also, um, while you're driving, anything that's important will show up in your visor mm-hmm. in, in your google glass i guess you could say because it's not google glass but it's like that it's like that right. and so you know it'll tell you any important stuff up there and that kind of thing although i think with the american version which would be what we have here as opposed to the kawasaki motorcycle mm-hmm. it's probably going to have more restrictions on it like not allowing you to surpass a certain yeah mile per hour or you know what i mean it's gonna it's, and this is why i'm scared of like where things are going because i personally like having control over my car having control over my bike when i want it mm-hmm. yeah there's gonna be times where i'm just be like yeah drive me to work because i just don't want to drive to work today but at the same time if i want to go on a long drive somewhere i want to be the one to drive it i don't want it to, to be taken away from me if i want to speed i want to speed yeah but you're not supposed to be able I'm just to just saying <laughs> just saying you'd be good friends with hijiri from the motorcycle club i know because she wants to have friends that are delinquents like you <laughs> I'm looking at you, Justin. Speaking of speed, found an article about the Super Mario NES record, and it's been broken like four times in a week. Which is ridiculous. Because it took so long for it to be broken since then. I think the last time it was broken was 2013, so like four years almost. Yeah. Between record-breaking times. The whole thing is ridiculous, though, because 
the previous record was four minutes and 58 seconds which is ridiculously fast yeah because they're it's not it's beating the entire game mm -hmm. yes they are using warp zones and blah 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 but not the point they're still getting through it in under five minutes they can almost beat this game faster than someone can run the mile yeah it's insane yeah in april i remember reading this article because it had just happened and a streamer named darbian beat the record with a time of four minutes 57 seconds and like 0.42 tenths of a second really fast and i mean he barely beat it then two weeks ago the record was tied and then beaten again by a streamer named cosmic with a time of four minutes and 57.194 seconds Which, so that was only shaved off by mm, like what a screen point three tenths of a second or yeah, however you it, want to say that yeah which is, that's just crazy that's literally like one flick of the screen that he beat it but and then literally uh, what, a day or two later yeah. the same guy darbian ends up beating that record with actually even faster time by like basically a whole minute four minutes 56 seconds and 887 tenths of a second which that is, is not sick. a minute four minutes 56 seconds is insane yeah but it's not a minute less than four minutes and 58 seconds it's a second less <laughs> my bad a second less yeah then it's like one point something seconds and yeah. that's it but taking off a full second is better than just tenths of a second well yeah but i'm just saying that's still nuts you know what i mean all of this just for just yeah. for a second it's worth of stuff so the thing is like they're not just running the game to like and getting the times there's obviously certain like little glitches that are used between speedrunners right and they like what's made them be able to beat these records is this like flagpole glitch that you can do like on the first run and then I think somewhere else on like world four, maybe it's world eight. So basically you jump right at the block. And because of that, you like grab the flag, swing around and go right into the castle instead of having to like slide down the pole and wait for the points before you can jump off and like run. Right. And that saves you a good amount of time. It also takes away the animation of walking to the castle. Mm -hmm. It just throws you into the next level. So it's it comes in handy if you're trying to beat a speed record. Yeah. And it's ridiculous, though, because, you know, you have to have a very specific angle when you're jumping off the of the, the stairs. Yeah, yeah. In order to jump down and then ricochet off onto the platform right there. It's yeah. It's crazy. So the reason why I even wanted to talk about this article, for one, is Nintendo. But I love Super Mario, and I love playing the game. And I've never really been interested in speedruns, but I decided to watch this one just for the heck of it. Holy crap, just watching the speedrun is intense. The way they have to jump at specific times and hit things at the specific way, it's crazy. Yeah, land on specific edges and then yeah. jump into another specific spot. Like, that takes so long to master. It's That's ridiculous. So much skill and memory. Like, yeah. I could probably do a speedrun of The Lion King for Sega Genesis, but I don't think I could do much for anything else. Maybe, maybe Donkey Kong Country. Because you were pretty good at that game. Because it's like it's one of those things where you just play it and play it and play it so often that you know exactly when to do things and just to get through it without having to kill anything yeah. or having to, you know what I mean? I have no idea if I could speedrun anything. I didn't have a lot of game consoles when I was a kid. Well, so we can change that. <laughs> I'll have to find a game and practice for a while, I guess. Right. But uh, oh, you know, I mean, technically, I like speed ran GTA Five. Well, that's but no fun. That's because I knew all the all the missions and things of that nature, so I was yeah. able to just do it a lot faster. But I mean, like. I don't, that game, I think, would take a long time to speedrun. There's yeah. no way you can do that in, like, it's not five really, minutes. Yeah, it's not really a speedrun. <laughs> no, it's just getting through the game faster if you have, like, a second character. Right. Anywho, I just thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about this article because we, we, we discussed an achievement in Pokemon on our last episode, catching all 151 without doing 
specific Without thing. getting any badges. Yeah, yeah, and now we found this record that's been beaten like four times in two weeks after not being beaten for like almost four years. Right. It's, it's crazy. A, it's amazing, yeah. you know? The and fact I, that people sit there and dedicated the all of this time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was one cool factor about it when Darby and beat it officially, like the, the time that's being held right now, when he was streaming, his heart went from like 60 beats to like 180 because of like the pressure. And it was like steadily climbing the whole time he was going yeah. through the run because he was like, <laughs> it like doubled. <laughs> like he, I guess he's so used to it in doing the run that he like talks to his streamers and he kind of like reads his, his chat as he's playing. All of a sudden he started getting really far and he like had seen that his times were like 0.3 seconds ahead yeah. every time. And all of a sudden he's getting to the end. He was like, holy crap. And he, I might he, be able to do yeah, this. Yeah, he gets, he's like, you guys, sorry. And like, he like apologizes midstream, just like, he can't read anything now and he just keeps going. And it was just like, oh crap, this is intense. Well, it like, was kind of funny. You feel it. Yeah, because at the end too, when he, when he finally did it, he just kept repeating, there it is, there it is, yeah. there it is, like 12,000 times. His brain died. <laughs> <laughs> he was so excited. I mean, I would have been excited too, but yeah. I just, I thought it was funny. Like after putting in all that time and you just like smash your, your own personal record plus a record that beat your record by even doing more so by yeah. like a whole second. It's impressive. Something not so impressive that we Very found. Very not impressive. Not even close. <laughs> Maroon 5 made a music video for their latest song, Don't Wanna Know, and they based it roughly on Pokemon Go. And, I mean, when I say roughly, I really mean roughly. Like... Yeah, the suits aren't even close. No. So the singer, Adam Levine, and a bunch of other famous American comedians, they're dressed up in these really low-end, knockoff, Pokemon-esque costumes, and they're running away from people who are trying to capture them on their smartphones. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of it. But they've, they're trying to make them seem like they were just normal people. Like, yeah, I'm out grocery shopping, and I'm at the bar. And, yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, okay... You know, but like, I don't know. It was so stupid. Like, I'm sorry, but the like, video why? was terrible. Well, they kind of even like hint at it being stupid because like during oh, yeah. part of the video, <laughs> they like cut and the director's like, we need something like this. This is just missing something. He like tries to hand them like a cowboy hat. Yeah. And like they even mentioned the voice in Pharrell because Pharrell always wears super like crazy hats on the show. So it's like. They obviously know this video wasn't meant to be serious or yeah, good. Because he was like, no, I, man, we can't we can't wear that. That's, like, against brand. And, you know, it doesn't really go with us and blah, yeah, blah, blah. right. So, like, it's obviously just meant to be a joke video. But even as a joke video, it's really bad. Yeah. Like, it makes me not want to watch that video ever no, again. I, the song actually wasn't terrible. But the video just makes you go, I'm never going to listen to it on YouTube. Yeah, but, like, to me, the song kind of sounded like it was, you know, like a, like a relaxing beach party kind of song Something, like right. you would play if you're just gonna have a barbecue you Something, know what i mean just kind of have background chill noise yeah yeah but like this video had nothing to do with that like nope. at all nope. like if anything they could have they could have done it better it could have been a bunch of pokemon chilling at the beach i want to know, know if this was maroon 5's idea or if they were like approached by a director and they're just like yeah let's find let's have some fun with it because yeah. they can have some fun videos yeah like they but they're done so much better yeah like who directed this nonsense alec baldwin if alec baldwin did it it would probably, probably would be, been be a better. Lot better yeah just saying but just i do saying. give them trash uh i do trash <laughs> you, give, you give them the trash no. rating <laughs> i give them i give them props for trying to incorporate pokemon go because of how big it is yeah. yeah for sure um just don't ever do it again guys yeah or no. if you're gonna do it do it better leave it to the professionals people <laughs> yeah so 
Speaking of trash, I we, know my we, bad. Uh, Got ahead of myself. Just a little bit. You, a while back in one of our episodes, we mentioned like Dekotora, like people pimping out their like semi trucks and things of that nature. Yeah. Well, Japan's now doing the same thing, but they're going to be doing it with garbage trucks. They're not trying to make them like super flashy. They just want to make them less painful on the eyes when they're driving through the neighborhood picking up your garbage. Right. Yeah. It's actually part of a public relations campaign to make the trucks popular with kids and, you know, just make them like kind of family friendly. So they'll throw on like anime characters or like animal prints or just animals in general and, you know, like celebrities and stuff like that just to be like, oh, hey, there's the truck again. Trying to have some fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. That way it's not like, oh, it's the stupid garbage truck. Which most garbage trucks always look nasty nasty and yeah, run down do. and like dark and dingy so it's like the fact that they're trying to like most of them came out really bright yeah and vibrant so it's like i like it i think yeah. it's less of a eyesore. eyesore yeah you know so i wouldn't mind them driving around either but like i'm curious how long they're gonna be able to maintain that level of cleanness mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like it is a garbage truck they just gotta wash it yeah well yeah and then again japan's trash system is a lot better than ours too mm-hmm. like i remember when we were there there was like seven different bins for all of your different trash so well that and the fact that you like rarely saw any litter everything very was, rarely everything was so clean yeah so. i mean it's probably not that I'm sure to you go to clean. like certain areas it's not as clean like when we went to osaka we had like a, a one of the stations it wasn't the most hygienic of stations no but, but it also it wasn't, wasn't like terrible yeah it wasn't nasty it no. was still cleaner than our streets outside right now yeah probably <laughs> okay and then you know how we were just talking about like room five and pokemon go and like it was a terrible video yeah I have no idea about this video. I oh thought God. it was going to be better. I'm yeah. so confused. Well, also, last week, we kind of... We were talking about Baby Metal, and then we, like, half-mentioned Ladybeard. Yeah. Well, this video is a Ladybeard video, and he paired up with KFC, or I guess they enlisted him, I guess I should Something, say. Something, probably, yeah. Yeah, for their latest deal thing that they're doing. They have two new flavors coming out um, mm-hmm. for stuff. I guess, you know, it's KFC. They have food coming out. Always. And, um... They made this video, and it's just like... So bad. Oh, my God. It wasn't even so bad. It was good, you know? It was just bad. bad. It was just like, what? what's happening here? Yeah. So, it, I was... The most thing I was disappointed with, though, was that Ladybeard wasn't Ladybeard. He no. wasn't cross-playing, you know? He wasn't cosplaying at all. He was Not just really. dressed as a chef. Yeah. And then there was a girl in, like, a cat maid outfit or something that was, like, the opposing chef yeah. who was making the other flavor. And they were, like, battling. Yeah. So, it. yeah, pretty much. And, like, it, he had a song playing in the background, which also was not all that great because it didn't sound like him. No, it really you know? didn't. It was like, wait, what? This isn't Ladybeard. They know? obviously had to tone him down. And I guess he's a decent, like, icon figure out there right now. Yeah. And so they wanted to use him. And we already know Japanese videos and commercials are already kind of out there. Yeah. But this wasn't the good kind of out there. Not no. for me. No, anyway. me either. I was watching it and I'm like, what it is this? It didn't really highlight what the food was supposed to be. I mean, obviously, I can't read all the Japanese context. So I'm sure I missed a little bit of what it was being said. Yeah. But it, it didn't highlight anything for no me, they just they could have done it so much better like and the other thing was uh, okay so they they had the help of another famous cross player over there he's this old guy he always dresses up in the sailor suit like mm-hmm. you know the japanese schoolgirls, and his name is sailor suit old man now he's always around at all like the conventions and all that kind of thing so he okay. was there and in the video though he just played like an old monk 
So it was like, well, where's his crossplay? And like, why is he in this video? Yeah, why isn't he? It's not he... even for his famous side. Right. It's like, why isn't he Sailor Suit Old Man? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He He could have been the, the cat maid. He could have. It would have been, been like the battling people. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, they didn't do any of that. So it was like, what is this? Disappointment. Yeah, it was just disappointment everywhere. I was really sad. So we're, we're, we're disappointed by a lot of things we were. in this episode. Yeah. Get it together. Come, <laughs> Come on. Come on, people. <laughs> if our highlight is Death Note and... NES records being broken, we gotta step up our game. <laughs> yeah. Something. So, better KFC commercials and uh, better music videos from our uh, musicians out here. In the yes. West. Our music- musicians everywhere. Yes. No Pokemon Go videos. No. Please. Never and no again. KFC videos either. No. Please. Jeez. Just knock it off. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> anyway. That about does it for this episode, everybody. So yeah. if you uh, have any feedback for us or you just want to get connected, make sure you find us at Cast on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. You can also subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music. Please Woot. do all of the above. Please do. <laughs> Even if your review is not great, please give us one because we won't know how to get better without it. Right. So send us a message also at SuperZagoyCast at gmail.com. Please also check out our shirts and other stuff at notlg.spreadshirt.com. Also check us and a lot of amazing other podcasts on our host site, Night of Living Geeks, at notlg.com. And thank you to Alex Barroza for our music. Check out the link for more because I'm sure there's plenty of stuff. You should check out the link because it's a heck of a lot better than that new Maroon 5 video. Yes. And KFC. Yes. Please do. Yes. Anyway, that does it for us, so Bye. bye. of the living